This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Bless, what's going on, man? I forgot I had to do this today. Hey, man, I get it. It happens. I was talking to you about that a little bit earlier. Where I was like, last night I, I was going to bed and I was like, sweet, I get to do a, a late night in. I don't I don't got shit I'm doing tomorrow morning. And then it hit me <laughs> Then I'm doing KFGD and I got confused because I did it yesterday. and I wasn't supposed to be on it yesterday. And so, yeah, that was are. that Two was dudes. me last night. Like, oh, my gosh, I could play a lot more Hollow Knight, right? Because I really want to finish this game. I want to be one of those people that complains about asking where Silk Song is. I want to be one of those mm-hmm. people. And so I played Hollow Knight for quite a long time last night, fought two awesome bosses, and then was like, ah, man, I don't, like, I, I don't have anything until games cast tomorrow. I wake up, do a thumbnail, super late, yeah, sleep in a little bit, and uh, saw a hat because I, the plan was I'm only an hour into Justice League, bless. Mm-hmm. I'm only an hour in. I have That's three a more to go. Movie. I have three more to go, bless. Yeah. <sighs> So I can knock out maybe hour two tonight. We'll see how this goes, and then I've uh, games daily. But I'm happy to be here. It's it's I like I like doing this every other week thing. It's really neat. Yeah, man. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I believe that's oh, the thing right. that's happening today. That's why I got the green in the background. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I saw Jack celebrate. Jack Septic guy r- tweeted out, um, "Good morning to everybody, except people who say St. Patty's Day." And I said, "Jack Septic guy mm-hmm. noted because I see you and Daniel O'Dwyer on the same page about this." I won't say say. Oh, Patty is that Day. a thing? See, I didn't know I, that. I didn't know. You learn anything every day. Yeah, it's like it's like when people get mad. Uh, Kevin, are you one of those people that's like, don't call us San Fran. Don't say San Fran. You one of these people, Kev? Uh, They're like say I, SF. I mean, I don't know. No, I, I think it's fine. It's one of those things that I just don't associate with those kind of people. You know what I mean? They say uh, San Fran. Sure. I'm like, all right, guys, I, I'm, uh, like, I'm going to go. I'll see you later. I know not to have you in my life. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That sort of thing. Trash people. Guys, Very yeah. good. Very good. Well, enough about San Fran. Let's talk about some video game news. Today's stories include a slate of PlayStation Indies, EA Play coming to Game Pass on PC, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash games where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, a new episode of The Blessing Show is up, and this week, thanks to your support on Patreon, Greg Miller takes over. Go check out the latest episode to see Greg break down how to save Marvel's Avengers. It's up now on youtube.com slash games. Let me tell you, looking at the views, you guys already love it. You guys are all about it. You guys apparently are fans of Marvel's Avengers, which I would have never guessed. But I'm very excited for the event tomorrow because I hope we get some good stuff. Because I want to get back into that game. They've been indoctrinated by Greg. Uh, bless is what I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, one. Th- Greg has a weird way of creating cults of people. 
Mm-hmm. I've been I've been learning this over my year and three months of working here that if Greg can get into into something enough, he can get other people into it to the point where now he has a following that is all about Marvel's Avengers or Pat Upon or whatever whatever the thing may be. Whatever I respect ass it. thing, yeah. I kind of want to adopt that that idea and make my own fucking Sonic the Hedgehog army. Oh my gosh, yeah. I yeah. mean, well, the, I can feel you imagine like faction- how obnoxious will be. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like factions already exist out there. It's more of a thing like, would they be willing to accept a new faction? You know, mm. would they want more troops? What sort of disagreements I, I, would you I all have the about is, the do franchise? You, does the Sonic community need a, a leader, right? Because I'm sure there there are obviously Sonic content, content creators out there, and there are many voices for Sonic out there. But do does do does the Sonic community need an additional voice to carry that Sonic flag? And that's the thing I kind of need to consider and maybe lean into because you're going to carry the torch. Are you willing I, to put I might on carry that the ring? torch? I wow. might carry the Sonic torch. We'll see. I saw you tweet about this the other day mm-hmm. where there was a, a hypothetical tweet, which I read wrong, by the way. And I was even more livid at you at, <laughs> at, at your words that you tweeted out. But luckily I was wrong and I miss I misread it. But it said there's four characters which ones do you keep eliminating the other three from video game history? And it was Sonic the Hedgehog, Link, yep. Mario, and yep. Pikachu. Pikachu. So obviously like Pokemon and that franchise or whatever. And I read it wrong. I was thinking that you just have to eliminate one. Mm. And so I saw you say, I want to save Mario. I just don't know if I have the strength to do it. And I said, bless, if you're going to keep around this Sonic motherfucker and get rid oh, of Mario. That, luckily, well, I read it wrong. Luckily, I read it wrong. That's the thing. Like, So I, I re- when I read that original tweet, I also read it wrong. And what I, I, read, I read it originally, and I was like, okay, I got to get rid of one of them between Sonic, Mario, Pikachu, and, and Link and get rid of their history forever. And my answer was going to be, I'm just going to get rid of myself in that case. Like, I can't make that decision. I can't do that. But when it was, oh, you only got to keep one of them, still a very difficult decision for me. And honestly, like, it's not just Sonic that makes it difficult. I love all those franchises. I love sure. Zelda, Pokemon, yeah. all like, everything across the board. But I think in reality, I might have to keep Mario just for how good Mario is. Like, Mario I, just has too much. I kind of agree, right? I think of what appeals to me as an adult. If you were to have asked 12-year-old Andy, I would have said, you have to keep Sonic. Because I was drawing original characters. I was mm. making my own characters in the universe. I was, like, it was... I never really even gave a shit about the games. It was just more of, I love this sort of world. Uh, and then I went through puberty, bless. And then kind of realized, you know what? Uh, you I have Mario World. I have heightened senses now, right? And so I think I think I would have to keep Mario out of all of them. Mario or... Oh, fuck, that's so tough. That's so tough. It's Don't difficult. Because, like, my... Breath of, Breath of the Wild is probably the single game that I love the most out of the four, right? Like, out of all their franchises, Breath of the Wild is number one for me. But Mario probably has a higher uh, amount of games that I hold in my top 10, top 20, right? Like, I can point to Super Mario 64, I can point to Super Mario 3, I can point to Super Mario World and be like, okay, yeah, these are all games that I hold up there versus for Zelda, it is Breath of the Wild and then down the line it gets to Twilight Princess and Ocarina and all that stuff. But it's, 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 it's balances, you know, what is it balance out for you? Checks and it's balances, difficult. bless, you know. Checks and balances. Exactly. Speaking of checks and balances, some of you did a good job of, of keeping up with your checks and balances, and you became Patreon producers. Uh, so thank you to Mick at the Nanobiologist, Abrahamson, uh, Blackjack, and Trent Berry. Today we're brought to you by Purple, Brooklinen, and Burrow. But I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> 
It's time for some news. We have five stories today. Starting with our number one. This one is actually kind of seven stories within one story. Uh, PlayStation is doing their indie spotlight today. They started this this morning. I'm going to pull... Firstly, from an article on PlayStation blog uh, that's titled, Indies, take the spotlight with a day of new reveals and updates. This is written by Shuhei Yoshida, head of PlayStation Indies in front of the show. Wow. Hi, everyone. One of, one of the best parts of working with the indie game developer community is learning what goes into the experiences they are creating. Today, we're excited to have some of their... Fi- some. We're excited to have some of, some of them share their stories uh, with reveals and updates on seven indie games coming to PlayStation. Uh, so this has been going on since I, w- I want to say around seven a.m. And so what I have is it? Six... What is it about the days that I'm on? Where two weeks ago it is we are releasing uh, seven new PSVR games and we're they releasing them at every we're releasing them at every hour of the day. <laughs> what is it? What's going on? So yeah, they're doing the exact same thing uh, this uh, this week. They're doing another indie spotlight, and as of as of the time of starting starting this episode, we have six out of seven. And so, Kevin, I'm going to need your help when we get to the seventh one to be on the lookout to see if it actually came out. But I want to go through them really, really quickly uh, and shout out each of these announcements. I'm going to also pull from Jill Screbbles at IGN, who has a really good write-up uh, detailing the announcements we've gotten so far. I'm going to start off with Operation Tango, which came first. Ace, uh, an asymmetric co-op puzzle game, Operation Tango, is launching this spring. And also, Kevin, I have a trailer if you want to uh, bring it up for the people. Uh, the Spy Adventure sees an agent player infiltrating locations while a hacker player helps them to do so. The game will also launch on PS5, as well as its previously announced PS4, Xbox One, and Steam versions. Uh, Andy, we're about to look at a trailer here for Operation Tango. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have it up on my end also. I didn't know Kim was going to bring it up. <laughs> I mean, so far, as you're looking at it, do you have any any takes, any opinions on it? Do you like it? it there's one thing that I, I do like noticing about these about these newer indie games is that no matter how simple and basic they look, as long as your game is at a very, very high frame rate and a very, very high resolution, it can have the lowest textures possible, and it's going to look really Still good and stylish. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But again, when, have- they say, when they say asymmetric co-op, what the hell? Like, is one person hacking? What's going on? What's- I mean, I, I assume you're do, you're doing different shit at the same time, right? It sounds like one person is gonna be hacking, one person is gonna be be act, actually in there doing this, doing the doing the thing. Um, but you you mentioned the, the frame rate thing, right? I was playing Dishonored uh, uh, Definitive Edition yesterday on Xbox because they they added the FPS boost, uh, which raised the FPS up to like 60 FPS, maybe beyond. And dude, for a game that has such a distinct art style. The way that FPS just makes that game look so much smoother and so much better, it's incredible. It's incredible what FPS alone does to that. I was um, just talking to Tim about this because he he mm. did the same thing where he installed Dishonored um, thanks to Xbox Game Pass PC. And I mentioned to him that on a whim, I bought the Bioshock collection on PC. And playing Bioshock 1, the intro sort of uh, area, and it's remastered, right? So it has been updated a little bit for the previous gen, not the 360 era, but, you know, Xbox One or whatever. And good Lord, that game at a high resolution, playing at 1440p at an unlocked frame rate yeah. with some of the updates to lighting, it just looks like a new game. So I, I love this trend that people are recognizing and realizing we don't have to be extremely photo real to look good. We can be a 60... 
FPS and up game running at a very, very high resolution, you know, 4K or 1440p. And this shit's going to look dope. And this looks awesome. Yeah, I had the exact same feeling when I was playing Dishonored yesterday. I was like, this feels like it's a new game. Like, this feels like it's a modern game, which is a crazy thing to think about. Next up, we got Chicory, A Colorful Tale. This adventure game is about a dog using a magical paintbrush to explore and solve puzzles. Uh, was funded on Kickstarter earlier this year. It's now been announced for PS5 and PS4 release this spring. The game sees a world stripped of color, with the player asked to manually paint it back to life, offering personalization as well as puzzling. On PS5, the game will use the DualSense touchpad to control the brush with a left-handed option. And the developer has added, has, quote, added lots of soft texture rumbles, which makes the whole thing feel warm and cozy, like petting a cat. We're looking at it right now. It has a really cool, really cool paintbrush art style. Uh, this is a game that was announced before, but yeah, finally we're getting confirmation uh, that it's coming to consoles uh, uh, with the release year. Andy, does, does this one uh, do anything for you? It, it's it's really cute looking. I'm not sure. Oh, it looks like it. It so the painting also changes a lot of the platforming, which seems pretty neat. Now the idea that the rumbling will feel kind of textured depending on where you're brushing i think is really really awesome and stuff that we hope to see more evolutions like that from the dual sense and that yeah. the hd rumbling that they have um i had to pull it up on separately because i i just wanted to see it in its full res because i know in discord we're kind of looking at a, at a bit of a fuzzier version uh this looks cute as hell uh i'm not it seems very puzzle like and i think it's definitely a game for kevin this looks like a kevin ass game yeah honestly the, there are a lot of announcements here that seem like kevin ass games there's a lot of puzzle games uh puzzle games like our third announcement now our player play with your food now our play with your food looks like a heck of a trip in the taste in the tastiest way published by the same company as entitled goose game and coming to ps5 this summer now is a game where you play with your food and the game's music and sound will react accordingly using adaptive background music now's tunes and sound effects will, will shift depending on what you do to the extremely nice looking food in front of you uh, and i'm going to pull pull a quote straight from the playstation blog that was written by the dev Quote, perhaps the best example of physical instrumentation in Nar is the noodle harp. Make some noodles, arrange them to form an elegant slope or monster using the magnet and freeze them. While there are many ways you could choose to play the harp, one of my favorites is simply letting a gyoza tumble down, tumble down the sculpture to create a descending melody. This is a game. This is another game that was announced before, but now we're getting a little bit, uh, a few more updates on it. Uh, and again, this game continues to look beautiful. This game continues to look hot. I'm all about it. I love the simple idea of if it's you playing with your food, having a good time. Uh, and yeah, I, I can't wait for this one. This feels like such a the weird era PlayStation. This feels like a oh, it, yeah. it would have been a demo that you'd see at Best Buy when they're showing off the PS2 along with Tekken and what was that one? Uh, what was that fireworks game? <laughs> Do you remember this oh. fireworks game on PS2? Uh, yes. It was a launch title. I have, I have the, to Google um, it. Was it like Connecticut? No, it wasn't Connecticut. That was a racing game, I think. I know, uh, I know exactly. Fantavision. 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 Yes. Yeah. This seems like weird era PlayStation, and I'm totally into it. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Next up, we got Where the Heart Leads. Where the Heart Leads is a narrative game focused on decision making throughout the life of one man. Developer Todd Keller from Armature Studios says the game is inspired by titles like Heavy Rain, Oxenfree, Xenogears, and Vagrant Story, and includes Ooh. the influ influences of David Lynch, Wes Anderson, and Nicholas Winding Refn. It's out on PS4 and PS5 on July 13th. We're about to take a look at it here. Kevin's bringing it up. A surreal narrative adventure. Huh. 
yeah, it's pretty see, neat. Yeah, it takes place in, in a 3D world, but they still have the dialogue boxes come up. Real quick, I real swear, the audio, audio listeners are going to think I'm manifesting this thing where we just end up watching videos. Because I remember the last one. This is not a good audio episode, everybody. It's no. like, well, we're looking at new games and we have to kind of explain them, so it's difficult. But yeah, this looks very painterly, has a really neat style. Um, and I don't fully understand what the hell is happening in it, Bless. Yeah. I mean, it, it does seem like one of those types of games, right? Like, it's very much a narrative, weird, surreal story. And so I'm sure you're going to get more as you go through the game. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting oxen. What's going on. I'm getting oxen free vibes. I'm also getting Kentucky Rod Zero vibes mm. with the, the way the dialogue is working, with the way the 3D is sort of presented. And you could tell it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of them thinkers, bless, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're not if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss a key part of dialogue that's going to lead to um, some really big story moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The fifth announcement we got is a game called Puzzling Places. Dive into the meditative flow of virtual reality puzzling. With Puzzling Places, you can put together 3D jigsaw 3D jigsaws of beautiful places from around the globe, all without cluttering your kitchen table. This looks cool. Now this game looks like a Kevin ass game. I want to know Holy what Kevin's shit. thoughts on it are when he bring when he's able to bring it up and actually look at it because you're basically in VR. This is Google Earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you're putting you're putting together puzzle pieces of buildings and structures and houses uh and ba- you're basically putting together 3D puzzles like in a 3D space. Yeah, Again, you're right really that this is going to be a weird audio episode because it's hard to describe exactly like, like what the fuck we're looking at. Hey, but man, they Kevin, know like does this one appeal to you? Know what I mean? They know. That's true. <laughs> Head over to YouTube.com. Kind of funny games. Give uh, us the click. Don't be shy. This looks weird. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Yes. Like all of these no. games, like feel like no. they're, you know, still in development. Like where this one, like, oh yeah, this hardly looks like a game. But also, I like that rock shit right now that's happening. That looks entertaining. I could see spending several hours doing this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it, the. That's the thing is that it, this looks like a really cool concept. I don't know if I would play this game yet. Maybe like somewhere down the line where we get the um, launch trailer and, and you got you kind of get to understand uh, exactly how the mechanics work and how it's going to translate. I think that might be the, the the actual seller. But at the very least, looking at this, looking at what's going on on stream and how nerdy this looks, looks really cool. I'm down with the idea. I, I just, you know, I'm not seeing a, a dash or a parry mechanic plus. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm unfortunately out. I'm unfortunately out. Uh, our number six game is a game called Heavenly Bodies. Heavenly Bodies is a challenging, physics-based spatial puzzler coming to PS5 and PS4. Wrangle the hands and arms of a weightless cosmonaut and chamber your way through a collection of precarious, stellar scenarios where, without gravity, nothing is still, nothing is secure, and nothing is ever simple. Oh, wow. That dramatic yeah. pause. Yeah. You like that? The movement. Ooh. Cool. Oh, interesting. So this the movement reminds me a lot of of uh mount your friends yeah or or a game like Quop or or something like that where the the physics are very odd and and are probably going to be very frustrating but you are essentially looking at a at an astronaut you're not really in a 3d space it's like basically 2.5d and you are just controlling the astronaut's hands to kind of maneuver around a space station as your body's sort of floating but it looks like it can be one of those fun and frustrating games to play with friends where you are just like why can't i grab this stupid cord you know yeah seems seems really interesting so right now i'm on i'm on the playstation youtube channel trying to figure out what this last game announcement is because they promised seven and that was six and we got a new trailer for disco elysium the final cut 
and I might just assume that that is supposed to be the seventh announcement. That's is, so is funny because, that... bless, this happened last time too. Oh my god, this happened two weeks ago, where we thought there was one more thing, and then uh, Mick, a nanobiologist, was like, "No, that's that's actually it. They announced them all." <laughs> oh, people are saying that it's in nine minutes. Oh, oh wait, okay, or... nine minutes. Chat, keep keep updating me because I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out if this Disco Elysium thing is the last thing or something else. Because Disco Elysium, we all know, like we already had the date, and so that's not really new. And we obviously know what that looks like. That's that's a it's a game, a that's game been of out the before. year. <laughs> it's a game of the year type game. Anyway, Andy's, we'll keep our... Andy's caught in a time loop. Yeah, for real, chat for real. We'll keep our we'll keep our eyes on that one. But for now, let's move on to story number two. EA Play is coming to PC Game Pass. I'm pulling directly from news.xbox.com where they write, We're excited to share with you that starting tomorrow, March 18th at 2 p.m. Pacific time, Xbox Game Pass PC and Ultimate members will be able to enjoy all the benefits of EA Play on Windows 10, including more than 60 of EA's biggest and best PC games like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, FIFA 20, Titanfall 2, and Need for Speed Heat, as well as titles from some of EA's most popular franchises franchises like Battlefield, Madden NFL, Command and Conquer, and The Sims. Uh, you'll get rewards each month from your favorite EA games. Uh, March rewards include Gold Team Fantasy MUT packs and an EA Play Celebration pack for Madden 21, an N7 weapon charm for Apex Legends, and more. And starting on day one of EA Play on PC with Xbox Game Pass, members can play the, the new-to-playlist title Star Wars Squadrons on PC and console. Master the art of starfighter combat in the authentic piloting experience. Feel the adrenaline of first-person multiplayer space dogfights alongside your squadron. And buckle up in a thrilling Star Wars story. It's finally happened, Andy. We did it. We're here. This is actually a, a, a funny one because I want to say it was like literally two days ago uh, where Roger McCorney uh, uh, was tweeting about how uh, the P PC Game Pass comparatively just was not standing up to Xbox Game Pass. And I remember seeing that, looking, and I was like, oh, yeah, he has a point. Like, PC Game Pass needs some work. And this feels like a really big step into, into actually putting in work into making PC Game Pass feel a little bit more substantial. It's a huge step forward, absolutely. And what's really funny about it is um, the there are still other Xbox games titles that are not popping up on PC. And the mm -hmm. ultimate wish, I think, and I hope we get it within the next year or so, is sort of cross save cross play wherever you want because i i still want the future of i want to be able to play games on my tv on my series x and then have that save pop up on my pc and not all games do that yet unfortunately which is kind of a bummer but funny missing from this uh, article we don't see any message message of mass effect except for the apex charm which i'm wondering if they are even going to release it on pc which one like i like if the if the old no 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 if the just the old school one through three original PC versions are gonna mm -hmm. release on on EA uh, PC Game Pass I, I I obviously didn't read the article maybe they mentioned it but it is kind of kind of telling that they didn't put it on there assuming because hey we want you to play Legendary Edition when that shit comes out so don't get too excited about this <laughs> yeah I mean I I, I want to say Mass Effect is on EA Play on console I'm like yeah seventy percent sure is it, it okay. is. It's not, I would I would hope that it's included in that, but yeah, you're right. That's not it's not a given, and they don't mention it when they're talking about the the franchises. Um, but yeah, I, I I would hope so. You know, I I, I could see it. Um, but oh, yeah, man, like this, my... this is a perfect time to to replay Titanfall two on PC. I mean, this is a perfect oh, yeah. time because again, re-experiencing these games at higher refresh rates with higher resolutions is like playing the game again. And I'm really I'm excited to jump into Jedi Fallen Order again. I want to see what that game looks and performs like. 
because I haven't played it. I know they put out that next gen patch. I haven't played it on that version yet, and I'd, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how it looks like on uh, on a beefier machine. Because at launch was the last time I played it. It was you know kind of rough around the edges with frame rate and stability. So um, that's it. this is exciting. This rules. This absolutely yeah. rules. This is fantastic, and it's, it it feels like every other day now uh we are getting news about the moves that they're making with xbox game pass and it be, it becomes more and more of a force i feel like with each passing week and yeah this is just this is just another uh another added an, another added factor to the power and the promise of xbox game pass and so i hope they continue to develop it i hope we continue to see them grow pc you know playing playing new vegas right now on, on xbox series x has been such a, a a great experience for the most part but it would be nice to be able to have that on the on on PC Game Pass, uh, and it's not and it's not there, uh, and it very much it very much speaks to like a hey it it's difficult to tr- to try and have things equal across the board when there are deals in place and we got to make sure that we're able to do do each and every one of these things with with uh, quality. Wait, but it's really that, not on PC Game Pass. That's so yeah, lame. no, it's not. It's just I didn't realize why is everything else there. I didn't even realize that. I just Again, assume like, <laughs> that's so weird. I assumed it just would have been there. It's it's a weird one, and I and I would have preferred to play it on on PC Game Pass, but I think I one I think it'll probably end up there eventually, and then two, I I think we'll probably see Xbox work toward making the two parity with each other. You know, sure. being Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, because for what Xbox's strategy is, Microsoft strategy is with Game Pass. You know, they're we talk about it all all the time that they view it as an ecosystem, right? They view it they view it as a uh, they they view the ecosystem of Game Pass and Xbox as a thing that that works together. And so, whether you're playing on PC or on console, it is a win to them. Uh, and for that to truly for that for that to truly shine through, I think you need to get people in on the PC side. And by doing that, uh, in order to do that, you have to have PC stand alongside a console as something that is worthy to get into. God, so I, I, think really, we'll I, I really need to fire up Wolfenstein again on PC. But I tried it, and it is locked to 60 frames, and I know that there are special ways to get around that. And I just need to, I need to put on... Plus, I need to put on the hacking glasses. I don't have them right now in front of me. Mm-hmm. But when I find the hacking glasses, I will try to figure out... Oh, here they are. Here we are. Dude, I will try to figure... Get- I will try to figure out at you know oh at what God. point can I unlock the frame rate here because I need this shit at the highest frame rate possible. Okay, I can't see anything. I can't even see my screen right now. Dude, glasses video watchers are getting a treat today. Let me tell you, I didn't even Thank realize you. you had these glasses. These are fucking sick. Yeah, bless. I can see the future. I can see the future. What and guess see, what? Can you tell me when Wolfenstein Three comes out? Wolfenstein Three, not coming up, bless. Not coming up. Damn it! They're working on Indiana Jones. Never. <laughs> God damn. Damn. Exclusive. Uh, Let's talk about story number three. I'll, actually, let me let me check one more time on the PlayStation blog to see if, if there are any updates. Chat, have you been on the lookout? Do we have anything? Oh, yet? Uh, um, nanobiologist did mention in chat that it looks like it is the Disco Elysium announcement that is the final one. Okay, cool. Then we don't have to, we don't have to watch a trailer for Disco Elysium because everybody knows what that is. But uh, to pull from the PlayStation blog real quick. Oh wait, hold on. Before I do that, we got a guest up in the building, Imran Khan, a fan bite. How's it going? Imran, it's going well. Hi, Andy. Hi, Bless. I have a small correction for Andy's future glasses. Pete Hines confirmed Wolfenstein Three is actually in development a couple months ago, maybe a year ago. Oh, I'm looking so, into the past. Andy was wrong on that one. Okay, so just to be clear, Wolfenstein Three probably still existing. Don't know if it's going to come from Machine Games necessarily. But does exist. Oh. oh, so are we getting into Naughty Dog territory with uh, Uncharted franchise? Are we are we kind of approaching that 
uh, fork in the road where they say, you know what, you all work on Indiana Jones, and the rest of y'all, maybe you all do back on go back yeah, on. Yeah, it's uh, like Crystal Dynamics with uh, uh, Tomb Raider, where they gave it to Idos Montreal. For the the thing is, one, which I didn't don't... work out as well as I don't think as that was also just they also that was, uh, to to my credit, Imran, just a pure guess, <laughs> just a pure, <laughs> no, pure no, guess. <laughs> honestly, you could still be right. Maybe they did go like, oh, let's, let's screw this Wolfenstein stuff. We they better Indiana not. Jones they now. better not, dude. After after Youngblood, I don't know if you finished Youngblood. I'm not gonna ruin the ending for anybody here, but that game's ending sets up a Wolfenstein three that sounds so cool that I can't oh, wait for really? them to do that. Was better than so would you say it's worth playing through Youngblood to just get that ending? No, watch it on YouTube. No, unfortunately. Youngblood, I, dude, I, I had a Game Pass, so Youngblood. like whatever. Like at this point, you know, you can play it for free, who cares? But yeah, you I, probably I, have more stuff to do with your time. than. Oh, yeah. Youngblood. I got to play, I think I gotta play Loop get, Hero, Imran. I got to play Loop every, Hero. Every time I think about Youngblood, I get more and more angry <laughs> at that game. <laughs> I did not enjoy my time with Youngblood at all because it felt <laughs> like they were just... It felt like they just didn't know. They were like, fuck it. We're going to make a co-op game. We're going to make it like Borderlands and maybe like a fucking loot, looter shooter, but just not have any of the promise or any of the commitment to those mechanics. It was weird. It was yeah, a weird no. one. And it also my like fucking came... shit fell through the world multiple times for me <laughs> and ruined my, my progress in that game. God damn. If I, had a, if I had a nickel. If I had a nickel. That game fucking bummed me out because I love Wolfenstein. It feels like a game that was designed just for that, like, ending tease bait. And it's, keep in mind, extremely cool ending tease bait. But, like, you didn't need to make an entire game for that. You could have just dropped a video or something. It's fine. Jeff Grubb is in chat yelling, play Loop Hero. Play Loop Hero, everyone. Okay. I can't wait to talk about it on Gamescast today. New Jeff Grubb leak just dropped, play Loop Hero. <laughs> play Loop Hero. Summer, summer games mess right there. Right. Thank I'm going to get back to work. Right. Bye, Imran. Love you. Bye. Uh, looking through this uh, PlayStation blog for the D- Disco Elysium stuff, it doesn't seem like there's anything worthwhile to actually read out here. And so if you're interested in more Loop Hero details, check it out on the PlayStation blog, uh, but I'm not going to bring it up here. He never, uh, he never says I love you back, Imran. Wait, did he say he loved us? He never said, no, I said I love him, but he never Oh, you says, said you loved him. I, I see, I do ask Kevin all the time. Kevin never responds. Yeah, but that's because I don't love you. Damn. The, so the truth comes out. Let's talk about story number three. Activision fires dozens amid shift away from live events. This is from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Activision Blizzard Inc. fired dozens of people on Tuesday across various departments, including 50 employees who handle esports programming and other live events. The dismissals affect less than 2% of the total workforce or fewer than 190 employees, said a person with knowledge of the matter, who asked not to be identified because the number isn't public. Also among the cuts were employees at King.com, the makers of Candy Crush. The cuts signal that Activision plans a broader shift away from in-person events after a year of coronavirus lockdowns. Quote, players are increasingly choosing to connect with our games digitally, and the esports team, much like traditional sports, entertainment, and broadcasting industries, has had to, has had to adapt its business due to the impact of the pandemic, uh, due to the impact the pandemic has had on live events, a, a company spokesperson said. U.S. workers will receive a minimum of 90 days severance and health benefits for a year, as well as, quote, job transition support, end quote, the the spokesperson said. They were also given $200 gift cards to Battle.net, the Blizzard online game service. Last month, Blizzard held a virtual version of its annual BlizzCon convention that was more diminished than previous shows. Even as it reduced as it reduces staffing in some divisions, Activision Blizzard, known for franchises including Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, gave an optimistic outlook for this year and next and said it expects to hire 3,000 people in 2021. Following that, uh, Jason Schreier had a couple of tweets to uh, add, uh, add in a few updates regarding the story. Uh, Jason Schreier tweeted this, quote, 
More on today's Activision Blizzard layoffs. Dozens of people at the company were affected, not just in live events. In addition to 90-day severance and a year of health benefits, laid-off staff received dot 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 $200 Battle.net gift cards, which was in the updated story. Uh, Activision Blizzard has originally, has originally announced that the layoffs were 50 people in the esports slash live events departments, but the real, number, the real number appears to be much higher. Person familiar says it was less than 2% of total staff. 2% would be around 190 people. Andy, you, you keep up with Overwatch League. You keep up uh, with... Uh, you kind of keep up with BlizzCon, as I understand it, right? right you have, right, right. You have a, a general... Uh, familiarity with with the live event stuff over at at Activision Blizzard. D- given the pandemic, given what we've had over the last year, does it seem like it makes sense that they are leading off of live events? Does that is, does this seem like a shift that makes sense for Activision for you? I'm I'm really confused about this because earlier this morning there was a story that popped up that I saw Golden Boy Alex Mendez uh, who has done casting for. And uh, casting and desk analysis for multiple Overwatch League um, events. Um, he retweeted an article from Inven Global. And Inven Global, the title says sort of, um, the title says Overwatch League to place less emphasis on live events in 2021. So I thought immediately that's exactly what this. So I pull up that article while you're reading the rest of it. And apparently there was an update from Blizzard. And they sent the following statement to Inven Global saying, Live events are still very much a part of both the Overwatch League and Call of Duty League strategies. We plan to get back to them as soon as it's safe to do and logically feasible. But with all these layoffs, I don't I'm very confused by all of this. I don't know if this means maybe they are going to lean on sort of outsourcing this work because, you know, events companies do exist, blessing. It's possible oh, yeah. for Blizzard to say, "You know what?" Maybe this cost doesn't make sense to us to do in-house and and staff these people full-time. Possibly we look to other companies to maybe just run that live event and run this live event and run this Overwatch League match and run that Call of Duty League game or whatever. Um, I I am pretty confused by this because it seemed like it was fairly done, which really bummed me out because I've been to several Overwatch League events and I, I love being a part of that esports world but i yeah i'm I'm kind of uh i'm kind of confused by all these mixing and mashing of words right now yeah i I mean i think you're on to something as far as there's probably some shifting going around in terms of how they're going to go about live events like i I could see them leaning off of doing it in-house and going to a a a, um an organization that specializes in actually throwing live events you know and and relying on them because i i i assume there's a case of the last year of pandemic and work from home and not being able to do in-person live events maybe has taught them some things about the process that they're able to identify and and look at and go, okay, we don't need to do things this way. We can actually do things this way because it turns out we save a lot of money by not not having to do this by ourselves. Um, I think some of that could maybe be the case, but I, I think there is, to your confusion, right? I think there is uh, a little bit of, hey, there's more behind the 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 scenes going on that they're not talking about or that we don't know. Jason Schreier mentions mentions in this that dozens of people at the company were impacted, not just in live yeah, events. Yeah, not just live events, yeah. Yeah, which I think could point to, hey, you know, we could use live events as the scapegoat for this thing, but really we're downsizing uh in general, you know, for restructuring yet again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I expect that, that to be the case. Let's lay off a bunch of people and then, you know, blame it on other things. But yeah, this is absolutely a bummer because I this somebody just mentioned in chat how Philadelphia was 
in the middle of building out their esports arena that they announced for Overwatch League for the Philadelphia Fusion, and then pandemic hit. And the same with I was in Dallas for an Overwatch League event about a year ago now, around February, and they had just sort of started this esports arena, um, which is you know about the size of a like a concert hall. Like it's a fairly big place, but it's definitely not. You're not going to go watch an NBA game there. It's definitely not that big. Um, and I just cannot imagine what going through all that has been where so much plan and prep goes into building a an esports arena that isn't necessarily a guarantee, you know, because I went to a couple of the Overwatch League events when they weren't in these big homestands, right? Overwatch League has these things called homestands where they it's a big blowout event where they say, hey, for this weekend, Dallas Fuel, Overwatch League puts all the focus on Dallas Fuel, and they say, hey, a bunch of teams are going to Dallas. We're going to pack this arena for this weekend, right? And it is very, very packed. But not. Uh, but when there's not these home homestand events, they would play in the Burbank studio, which I believe either Jimmy Fallon or one of these Tonight hosts would be at, and it's a small little dinky stage, and it looks awesome presentation-wise, but you'd struggle to get more than 40 people inside the stands. And so I, f- I feel like a lot of this stuff could be a blessing in disguise to say maybe we don't necessarily need to put this big of a focus on live esports events when, or especially for things like Overwatch when we can't get people regularly to be there week mm-hmm. after week. Um, I don't know, man. This is all—it's all such a sad thing because I love, I love these esports events, and I, I hope we get to see him back in some sort of serious way, not just online anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm right there with you, right? Like being able to attend that stuff in person, I'm sure is a different type of energy. And I I'm I'm somebody who so badly wanted to go to to Evo last year. Like I, I planned to I planned to hit up Evo, but then obviously pandemic happened, and so that wasn't going to be the case. And also it got canceled for other reasons. But uh. Yeah, like this is a live events are a thing that are exciting in general, and you know I think we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of live events come back as the years go on, right? And, we, and uh, things start to get better, but you, we're we are also going to see things get sacrificed, and companies realize that hey, maybe everything doesn't need to be a live event. And yeah, again, like this this is a bummer, right? For the reasons you mentioned, but but then also for the fact that a lot of people are seeming to have lost their jobs, and it sucks. It's people laying people off during a pandemic is always something is always a thing that never sits well with me. You know, I understand that business is business. I understand that you know it's, we've been in a pandemic for for uh, over a year now, but even still, like it it's uh, it it doesn't sit well with me. I, I I'm not a fan of it at all. Uh, glad they're getting their severance pa- packages and the two hundred dollar battle net thing is whatever. But uh, it's yeah, definitely no. kicking you while you're down. Yeah, there's it, gotta right? be. It is like a what the fuck am I gonna do with this? But what I I can't. I, I it, it's nice that they're get, getting their severance package packages it, as well. There's as definitely well. a way that we can <laughs> reallocate funds somehow. You know, I, I yeah. But that's also me, the you know, the idealist wanting just. You know, free healthcare. You. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. Uh, and so, you know, our hearts go out to people who are struggling uh, uh, with this. You know, who are being laid off and are looking for jobs right now. Uh, our hearts go with you. Hope you're able to recover well. Before we get into story number four, I want to tell you about our sponsors. Of course, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you. 
by purple. As the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable, we're all looking for as much comfort as we can get. The one thing you can always count on is how comfortable your purple mattress is. That's because purple is comfort reinvented. Only purple has the grid, a stretchy gel material that, that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, necks, and hips. I don't know how it does it, it's just fantastic. Because of how it's designed, the grid doesn't trap air, air actually circulates and flows through it, so you'll never overheat. The grid bounces back as you move and shift, unlike memory foam, which remembers everything. That's why memory foam has craters and divots. Kinda Funny loves Purple Mattress. Joey Noel sleeps like a baby on the one she has. She says it's nice and soft, and when she, be, when she sleeps, she'd be saying the words, goo goo gaga, just like that. Mm-hmm. Joey Noel. We know you be seeing it, saying it when you be sleeping on them purple mm-hmm. mattresses. Right now, you can try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available too. Purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use promo code games10. That's purple.com slash games10. Promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash games10. I bought those pillows with purple.com slash games 10 plus. Oh. Yeah. I love you got them. them yet? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I've had them for a couple of weeks now. I absolutely adore them. And they are very, very cool. It is definitely the every side that you're not like you feel the air flowing through it. You feel like it's always a cool surface, which I love. That's awesome. We're also brought to you by Brooke Linen. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets, but maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one setup and gave up. Trust me, go check out Brooke Linen. Brooke Linen was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooke Linen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They're so confident you will love their products, they'll, they even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. Kind of funny, loves Brooklinen. Tim loves the sheets and Greg loves the towels. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code KFGD to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code KFGD to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code KFGD at checkout. I got them sheets too, Jesus. What's going on? Dude, I mean, honestly, this week of <laughs> this week of kind of funny ads for KFGD are very much like the home essentials. <laughs> You'll go to sleep like a baby pack, and I love it. I love the sheets, absolutely. Lastly, we're brought to you by Burrow. Finding new furniture is always a hassle, whether it's finding what's right, getting it delivered, or the setup itself. That's why I'm excited to tell you that the show is supported by Burrow, the furniture company that's designing smarter, simpler things for modern life at home. They built the company from the ground up to fix all the way shopping for furniture is frustrating. Every decision they make, from the first sketch of a new couch to the fast, free delivery promise, is made with your experience in mind. Easy online shopping, no more visits to far-flung warehouse stores, no high-pressure salespeople, plus Burrow's world-class support team is available for you whenever you need. Furniture designed for the way you live, the credenzas are actually tall enough to fit next-gen consoles standing vertically. The award-winning Nomad Sofa has a built-in USB charger. Uh, There's simple assembly. Burrow customers literally write reviews applauding the, the instructions for being so easy to follow. Modular designs means they're, a, they're easy to set up, but 
Also easy to take with you to your next home. Fast, free shipping on every order. Saves you an average of $100 on large items like a couch. Right now, you can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash games. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash games for $75 off your first per- purchase. Burrow.com slash games, games, games. Kevin, can you put us all in stereo, please? I really want to yes. realize this future one day. No, dude, like we've talked about it before, and it just doesn't work. It's super, it's super easy, Kevin. You can just pan it over, pan over. No, I know, we, but like we've games, done games. that. We did that for KF Podcast. Games, and remember, it oh, people, people loved out. it. Oh, many people crying, loved it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I freaked out about that. That was great. People loved it. Blessing yeah. wrote in, like, I don't know if I like this I did. stereo. Kind of funny, you're wrong. Can't be, doing, <laughs> can't be doing stereo this way. <laughs> it's taking it too far. Story number four, uh, let's pivot to a fun one. Rockstar has paid a modder $10,000 for fixing, a G, uh, fixing GTA load times. This comes from Cass Marshall at Polygon. Today's GTA Online update is short, sweet, and contains a thank you to a player named Tost. Rockstar is also toss, awarding toss, toss, with toss, 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 toss with $10,000. The reason for this reward, after logging in to try the newest heists, Toss became so frustrated by the low times that he proceeded to hunt down a solution to one of the game's most enduring problems. This fix may look small, but it is a huge improvement to the GTA Online experience. The loading times for Los Santos were infamously long. Uh, when you're primed and ready to com- when you're primed and ready to crime, sitting and watching the load screen for six full minutes really takes the wind out of your sails. Toss, toss update proved to cut load times uh, by 70% on his test rig, and he he released his findings to the public. Rockstar confirmed the fix was legitimate to PC Gamer and further stated, quote, After a thorough investigation, we can confirm that player Tost did, in fact, reveal an aspect of the game code uh, related to load times for the PC version of GTA Online that could be improved, end quote. A cool one. That's awesome that, that Toss was able to fix the load times in GTA and Rockstar this whole time hasn't been able to do it. That's got to feel bad if you're a Rockstar engineer who's just kind of who may have been aware of the issue, maybe not. And then it really just reminds me. It, oh, my gosh. It really just reminds me of uh, working in retail and when you'd get undermined by somebody and you'd be like, ah, dang, all right, I guess this dude's mm-hmm. just going to kind of do this thing for me or whatever. It really reminds me of a situation like that. It's. I mean, shout out to Rockstar for at least acknowledging it and implementing it. And I think paying the dude 10K is awesome. Uh, get, get him a little job. You guys are, you know, making a billion dollars a day, right? You know, just give him a job. Find him somewhere. Put him on GTA 6. Also, make GTA 6. Also, announce GTA 6 because I, <laughs> I, I, I need it. Um, yeah, no, G- I mean, online load times, honestly, have been a big hindrance for me every time I've gone back to GTA Online in the recent years. Because people know me. People know that I, I've loved GTA Online. GTA Online uh, is a game that I spent hundreds of hours in. And in recent years, I've kind of gotten tired of it. Low times being a huge reason. Low times and matchmaking both being a huge reason. It is a plague on that game. And as we've got as we've gotten further in the PS4, and now, now that we're in the PS5 generation, right? Like, I have such a lower tolerance when it comes to that type of shit. And so... For the times I've tried getting back into GTA Online, load times have been the thing where I'm like, I can't do this, man. It takes forever just to set up a match. It takes forever just to match with a friend. It takes forever just to figure out how to get this lobby thing to work. Uh, and so shout out to Toss for uh, for doing God's work. I hope they implement this on console too because console load times also aren't the best at all in GTA Online. Uh, 
And I hope GTA Online 2 and GTA 6 get announced soon because I want it. I'll never forget doing a lot of GTA for party mode and mm -hmm. not having the most experience with GTA Online. Like, granted, I hadn't, I played a lot of GTA Online when it launched in 2013, 2014, or whatever. And when we would do GTA for party mode, I never knew is this the game or is it just broken? Like, we don't know right now. We've been loading into this match, into this race forever, into this little deathmatch thing we're, we're trying to do. And yeah, I hope they find an implementation for that or some yeah. sort of fix for consoles because it was a it, it's pretty bad. And I'm it's glad that bad. I mean, 70 percent down is is massive. Yeah, that's that's huge. And I remember having a conversation. I want to say it was it was last year. And I, I think it was with, with Tim and folks on the games cast. And we we're talking about the future of GTA and will we see GTA online, too? Or will, will the current GTA online just continue to live forever? And I'm very much of the mind of. I think we are 1000% going to see a GTA online too, because you, I think you just got to rework it from the, from the ground up to actually, actually oh, yeah. uh, get things working to a decent standard, because there's so many things that are just fundamentally broken in terms of getting into events, getting into the, the, uh, the missions and the shit that you want to get into and setting all that stuff up. There's just so much stuff that I think is wrong on a fundamental level that it has to be easier to just start from the bottom uh, and, kind of reminds me of nintendo just rebuilding their whole networking you know rebuilding their whole philosophy and tech for playing online games which is what's necessary and i yeah i definitely hope rockstar does that too because you can't just you can't keep building on top of unstable ground you know story number five stadia is losing one of its few exclusives super super Bomberman r online this is from matt wales at eurogamer Super, Super Bomberman R Online, a 64-player Battle Royale spin on the Classic series, will soon be waving goodbye to Stadia exclusivity and launching on PC and consoles as a free-to-play game. Super Bomberman R Online is, as its name somewhat implies, a pared-back version of Konami's 2017 effort Super Bar Bomberman R. This updated version, which initially launched as a timed Stadia exclusive last August, jettisons the original story campaign and various multiplayer bits in favor of a single, online-only, 64-player battle mode, imaginatively titled Battle 64. So go get them. If you're a Bomberman R, if you're a Super Bomberman R fan and you wanted to get into online, now's your chance. When I say now, I mean later this spring, I guess, is your chance to get into Super Good for them. Get in front of more eyes, man. Get in yeah. front of more eyes. Please, God. Go make and then your we money. Have breaking, we have breaking news that Whoa! Greg is literally adding to the doc as I speak right now. Uh, we have a story number six. Play at Home 2021 has an update. And you know what? As Greg is adding this, I'm just going to open up the PlayStation blog because they might have um a write-up that i can pull he's also pull he's also typing at the bottom live in action right now it says teamwork baby well i'm surprised he didn't say teamwork playboy he says teamwork baby and then put a little greg uh thanks he, greg. he's still typing greg this is the blog no need for the blog uh, he's saying this is the blog bless he's letting oh you this, know. Is, this the is the blog yeah at this point don't why not? go oh, so he to just, he just copied and pasted don't it go to the blog the thicks oh this it ios craig i'm already blog. on the come blog why did he just come in also what is he trying to hide i think go andy to blog for sure. andy rules nick drools he's typing right now greg is is, is typing he's a lot furiously of things, typing yeah and i'm starting i'm starting to not like him uh, I'm going directly from the PlayStation blog. I'm on blog.playstation.com. Oh, he's going to be so mad. <laughs> uh, this is a blog written by Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, he writes here, uh, Hi again. 
Last month, we revealed our new hey. Play at Home program for 2021, <laughs> which aims to provide the PlayStation community with free games and entertainment offers to make the next few months a little more fun. The program kicked off earlier this month with access to a free digital copy of the 2016 hit Ratchet & Clank for PS4, and you can still claim a free digital copy of the game through March 31st, 2021 at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, or I should play that, huh? Oh, yeah. Dude, have you not played Ratchet & Clank? I haven't played it, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Definitely play Ratchet & Clank 2016. Okay. Uh, now, let's talk about the next Play at Home content drop, which hits March 25th. This time, our focus is a selection of free games from some of our top independent partners and the previously, previously announced extended trial offer for Funimation, or Wakanim, in the countries where they are available. Starting March 25th, PlayStation and some of our favorite indie partners are collaborating to provide more free games to explore while you're staying safe at home. The games go like this. We're going to get Abzu, Enter the Gunshin, Res Infinite, holy Ooh. shit! Uh, Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss Thumper, Paper Beast, uh, and then yeah, you're gonna get Funimation and Walking Him. Uh, that's huge. That is an awesome selection of games, especially if you have PSVR. That is fucking amazing for PSVR between Astrobot, Moss Thumper, uh, Paper Beast. That's really cool. Very badass. But Subnautica is so scary. Oh my god, bless! Don't play Subnautica. I mean, it's it's oh, good. I'm not. Oh my gosh! It is. It is it freaky, Kevin? You think all you think all is safe underneath the ocean? Everything's peaceful. You think oh, I'm just doing a little no man's sky sort of thing underwater, and then suddenly a giant snake like beast appears and it's chasing. It's hungry, Kevin. It's coming for you. All right. Uh, j- <clears throat> j- just to be clear, I've never thought the ocean is safe. Never, not once. You shouldn't. Yeah. Uh-uh. The lasophobia. The lasophobia. Never, not once. Fuck the ocean. They got. You know what the lasophobia is, Kevin? No, I'm, or, I'm, with, uh, I'm with Kevin. You know philosophobia? philosophobia? Yeah. Philosophobia? Is that the one where if you see like a bunch of like circles? Um, you know that fear? N- I do know that fear. Um, I, you gotta, wait, maybe no, that... Hold on a second. You got, you got fear of a bunch of circles? I mean, I don't have that fear. Yeah. But no, 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 I mean, like, no you're, you're talking about, trip, you're talking about tryptophobia. Tryptophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the like lasso- tripophobia or tripophobia. Yeah, you're yeah, right. The lassophobia is the fear of uh, open water, of just like mm, not knowing okay. what's down there. And I've mentioned this before there. on another podcast. If you follow the lassophobia on Reddit, like a subreddit of the lassophobia, the craziest images of like a little tiny boat bless mm-hmm. with a giant whale underneath it, like sort of shadow swimming on it. We don't yeah, know what's down there, bless. Giant, like shadow. Okay? Giant shadow. Elon Musk, quit wasting your time with Mars. Worry about what's on our own fucking planet, because there's well, no, stuff. No, there's I mean, something down no, there, no, bless. No, no. Like let let him let him handle Mars. You know what I mean? Like let him. Well, he's he trying to. He's going. I mean, don't get me started on Elon Musk. You see that spaceship explode on this and fucking landed? clown? Jesus. They're doing their best over there. Uh, I I mean, Alex Van Aken at OK Beast back in the day uh, would play some Subnautica, and I'd watch some of his gameplay, and I'd be like, no, I am well, never playing this game because I don't know. I don't think I have. I don't know if I have thalassophobia, but I do have a fear of fucking what lies beneath in the depths of the ocean. For sure. Because for, for any, sure. any documentary I've seen that touches on sea creatures and shit, the deeper you go, the more fucked up they are. And it's They're terrifying. Scary. Oh my gosh. We like They're there scary. are there are ancient prehistoric things living down there. And yeah. I mean again the, this subreddit is really awesome because it'll just be a person in a little canoe. I hate, I like hate. a little family in a it? canoe. There'll be a little family in a canoe bless and then suddenly giant fucking whale just kind of like surfaces in the water and it's way bigger than it has any business being. Why why are you so big, whales? What are you doing? You know, I don't fuck with no. it. Yeah. Andy, I'm excited to see when we finally decide to explore deep ocean with me when Elon Musk. Elon Musk makes the sh- makes the shift, but Quit that shift for Elon time. Musk, 
This probably is so far away. If I wanted it was coming out to mom grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Beach Buggy Racing 2 Island Adventure for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Adios for Xbox One and PC. In Rays of the Light for PS5, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Signs of Sojourner for PS4. I think that's one That's one that uh, Greg talked about on PS Love You XOXO for our uh, What You've Been Playing segment. Dungeons Defen- Dungeon Defenders Awakened for Xbox One. Under the Depths Under depths of Fear for Switch. And then, ooh, this is a fun name. Ez2On Reboot R for PC. That's spelled E-Z, the number two, O-N, all one word. Reboot colon r for pc what was the first one did it get rebooted and oh yeah no i mean it might be as 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 one on i remember the cartoon reboot you i do remember the cartoon reboot yeah that was cool the fun one remember code lyoko 3d oh i do remember code lyoko do you remember no never mind never mind this is way too old for you bless i'm gonna really date myself but back in the day you know when 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 johnny (laughs) when johnny quest came back right johnny quest is an old Mm -hmm. cartoon i never watched it i was way too young for it but Johnny Quest came back in a new form. And every once in a while, they included 3D in the show. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Mm. I'm quite like, you're talking about that tweet where it's like, what kind of made you question the existence of TV? And like, what made you think about the future of television? And it was definitely the 3D uh, moments of Johnny Quest, the TV show, the cartoon. Do you remember? Uh, we're running late in the show, so we shouldn't do this forever. But remember Kablam? Oh, of course. Because you mentioning that made me think of the the um, toy skit that they would do, the action friends or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. That yeah. and then also Prometheus and Bob, where oh like Kablam was just a collection of fucking really weird shows with really distinct art styles to them. And I remember, I remember as a kid seeing that and being like, what the fuck is TV? Because that, yeah. that was some of the earliest TV I remember watching. And I remember being like, what the fuck is going Very on weird. on my television right now as a kid? Very I didn't weird. use those words as a kid, but... <laughs> uh, we got a new date for you. Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods 2 is coming out tomorrow. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash games where, one, you can get the show ad-free. Two, you can write in to, uh, to get us your questions, but then also get us your squad-ups. Today's squad-up comes from an anonymous write-in. It's a squad-up for Twitter and in real life. The squad up goes like this. Yesterday, the United States lost eight more lives to racism against Asian Americans, all in part due to a white man who, quote, wanted to eliminate a problem. Enough is enough. I sincerely ask that squad up today be devoted to this growing issue of racism against fellow American citizens, propagated by and racist and bigoted news media who keep putting the blame on their fellow U.S. citizens. Please go to anti-Asian violence resources to donate educate yourselves on how to fight anti-Asian hate and sign petitions to condemn and eventually stop these terrible acts. Thank you. Uh, the person dropped a link. I'm basically, I'm going to put the link into the YouTube description. I'm, I'm sure that'll also be in the pro- podcast descriptions, but this has been a thing uh, that's been breaking overnight, right? Because we had, we, 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 uh, we got the shooting that was in Atlanta, right? And people have been speaking out and I think people have been speaking out in a very great way, sharing links, sharing ways to get involved, sharing ways to donate. And I also, I, I, I stand 100% by, by this anonymous ride and right? Like if you're able to give, if you're able to do something, speak out, do something, you know, give to the cause, get, be vocal about it. Cause this is unacceptable. This has been breaking my heart over the last. It, it, it is, yeah. it is white supremacy. Let's just call it what it is. Quit trying to shy away from the issue. It is. Yep people trying to eliminate a problem just like you mentioned and yeah it's absolutely disgusting and 
Um, this is what happens when the most powerful person in the world calls it the China virus. This is the sort of yep. thing that you get. And so, um, yeah, I saw, I retweeted a tweet last night from the Kind of Funny account that Alana Pierce put on Twitter, and she's also doing some fundraising as well. So shout out to Alana, who's always just thinking of others. So, um, yeah, uh, absolutely disgusting. Terrible shit. Terrible. Yep. Also, like, if you're in the community and you want to stand by any of this hating sh- hate shit, if you want to stand by any of this racism, if you want to be part of the problem, like, we implore you to go away, right? We don't stand by any of this. We don't accept this. This is bullshit, and people should stop. Um, so, yeah. Let's go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. It's, it's always a difficult transition to make, right? Where you're like, man, fuck this shit. But also, we got to get along. We got to yeah, get along with the show. For sure. Uh, let's see here. That's, that's, that's what you make the transition with like sort of the same kind of tone is what I've noticed. Like in the NFL, when somebody gets hurt, they play like the sad music. Bless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever real, seen that or whatever. Cause it's always like, but if someone gets hurt and they're like, Oh fuck, this guy's knee is destroyed. He may not ever see the field again for like three years. Let's cut to commercial and they play a softer piano version. It's like a very somber thing. So, uh, writes in here and says, Bless the Disco Elysium announcement, uh, was that it got a release date, is getting voice acting, and is getting extra content. Thank you to the Nanobiologist for that. I'm not in the game. Fuck. I really thought I was going to be in it. I'm, I didn't realize it didn't have a release date. I guess it must have only had a release month. But there you go. Hmm. Uh, people are writing in with the breaking news, which we already covered for Play at Home. Greg Miller for real says, missed the stinger on the PS blog post, but there's more to come later this spring. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be available for free download between April 19th, 8 a.m. Pacific, and May 14th, 8 a.m. Pacific. There you go. 8 p.m., sorry, 8 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people wrote in about that, too, and so thank you for that. Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, this week's host... Uh, for the rest of the week for kind of funny games daily go like this tomorrow it is me in paris and this one will be after the square enix press conference that's going on tomorrow morning and so expect that episode to go live around 11 a.m if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and then on friday it is greg and me that's right back at it like a bad habit weird energy we're doing it we're bringing it back baby if you're watching this live on twitch right now after this is mike and greg playing what i assume is star wars the old republic does that sound right kevin i believe it is I believe it is. Oh, no, Kevin's yep. gone. He's dead. Rest in peace. Oh, there he, is. there he is. Uh, and so if you want to watch some of that Star Wars, The Old Republic goodness, stay tuned for that. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. You should never weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. Bye, everybody.